Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castac blog. Enjoy! Blooming Biomes, Blooming Profits Nature-Based Industrial Farming and the Politics of the Industrial Animal Microbiome Industrial trade shows are curious places. Potential customers milling around more than 500,000 square feet of exhibit space. Techno-scientific exuberance and hype. Snappy names and enticing displays. Hungry and non-discriminatory grabs for whatever is free. Networking spaces facilitated by their offerings of food and drink. And extravagant product demonstrations all collide in the fervor of selling, or at least showing off, the most innovative piece of technology. Here are other details that make industrial trade shows political places of assemblage. The racialized, gendered nature of maintenance and service work that help make an event as large as this run. The uneven representations of corporate power through the different sizes of trade, short, trade floor allotment and who runs them. The ways in which some companies use gendered labor and performance, high heels, tight and low cut shirts, and bright red lipstick to attract onlookers to their booth. The juxtaposition between these efforts against a company's tagline behind them that says, as one example, leading the world to the future. This blog post is about observations taken from participant observation at industrial agribusiness trade shows, specifically the International Production and Processing Expo, the IPPE. The IPPE is the largest trade show displaying domains, technology, service, innovation, supplies, related to the entire gamut of processing, feed manufacture, and the production of eggs, meat, and poultry. Given the enormity of all there is to study, my efforts are mainly focused on the marketing materials around and promises of future feed that industry trade shows enroll. As such, this blog post focuses on a few developments in the arenas of nature-based methods of industrial farming that target the industrial animal microbiome. Microbiome hype in industrial agritech spaces. The question of what feeds our food occupies a significant place in the agricultural history books. Experimentation with different composition of feeds that increase the food conversion rate center on how and what to feed industrial animals in order to maximize production rates. Such attempts have involved fish meal taken from the Peru-Chile coast that revolutionized post-World War II production of meat in the global north. Waste produced from food processes, mining, and pharmaceutical industries came to act as important inputs for American agriculture. Antibiotics, since being introduced in the 1930s, have not only drastically transformed human health, but also global food production, given antibiotic overuse in animal feed that has facilitated rapid animal growth in a shorter amount of time. And transforming animal stomachs as experimentation and efforts to safeguard a variety of problems ranging from human health, food insecurity, and atmospheric pollution. 
These experimentations in feeding have significantly contributed to the transformation of industrial agribusiness into one of the largest and longest-standing oligopolistic corporations in America. As such, the metabolic concerns over feed and feeding represent crucial sites of inquiry regarding future food production. Nature-based methods of animal farming build on these histories of animal metabolic experimentation that locate the industrial animal gut microbiome as a site for future optimization. Enzymes, patented bacteria, vitamins, effective probiotics, peptides, and trace minerals such as copper have all been proposed as mechanisms to further maximize animal growth and production. These methods promise to maintain, if not exceed, the same levels of growth achieved through antibiotics but through probiotic mechanisms. Emerging claims over the gut-brain axis, the microbiome, and new metabolic pathways that promote more efficient energy conversion rates represent new targets of biomedical and technoscientific intervention across human and non-human animal scales and sectors. As the logic goes, if these nature-based methods can enhance nutrient energy conversion through more efficient gut absorption of nutrients, then less feed would be required for yielding quick and massive amounts of growth. The animal gut ecosystem is thus cast as a providential area that promises everything from increasing animal productivity, growing animals faster, decreasing carbon emissions, less energy used to grow animal feed, and guaranteeing, guaranteeing continued food security, more global food production. These conversations come at a time where concerns over antibiotic overuse in industrial animal agriculture and its concomitant threats of antimicrobial resistance, AMR, are urgent. Yet current global policy changes, regulation, and antibiotic management are patchworked and lack the kind of long-term reform that would challenge the philosophies undergirding factory-like production of cheap meat. In light of this complex setting, nature-based animal farming positions itself as a shiny, natural tech fix that still helps maintain the system of global food global capital food production as is, an example of what Jesse Goldstein has termed non-disruptive disruptions. Places such as industrial agribusiness trade shows depend upon hype and techno-utopic maneuvers to make a sale. These promises about the future consistently flatten complex social issues into qualms easily solvable through free tech, free market enterprises and investments, advertised as technological solutions while masking significant consequences and details. Examples such as bringing nature back to the farm, agritex, and because nature gets it right, nuvio poultry, imply that a return to natural ways of farming is not only seamless, but the way it should be and has always been. But these imaginations of an ostensibly pure form of nature to go back to not only belie the fact that industrial agribusiness has long grown big off of the blurring of animal biology and technoscience, but also by occluding the realities of environmental, human, and non-human destruction left in its wake. Such appeals to so-called natural modes of farming through animal gut optimization and the scientism of the industrial animal microbiome feed into the magical thinking that natural foods and healthy gut microbiota for consumers as well as the animals that are consumed are unquestionably desirable. 
Yet sentiments such as these transformed into enticing marketing tools for investors, industry affiliates, and even consumers still maintain the bedrock assumption that factory-like production of cheap meat can be naturalized into acceptance and goodwill. Attention to the industrial animal microbiome occupies an uneasy space within a flurry of settings in which microbial relations seemingly promise everything from better health to a drastic reconfiguration of what it means to be human. But within the context of global capitalism, nature-based methods of farming continue to be inescapable from the bottom line. The figure of the singular chicken and Cygnus's blooming biomes blooming profits farmed the biome at the IPPE, combined with similar sentiments that explicitly promise to turn animal health into business health, make animal gut health isomorphic with capital accumulation. These moves to nature-based agriculture also mirror how developments in precision agriculture and algorithmic rationality promise similar futures. More sustainability, more necessary growth, all while sustaining conventional industrial farming and business practices. In this way, nature-based agriculture and the promises of the industrial animal gut ecosystem that develop alongside it become less of a revolution and more of an evolution in the path of maintaining the structures of industrial agribusiness. Finally, the microbiopolitics of the industrial animal microbiome also invite in a slew of critical questions regarding how these maneuvers continue to shore up industrial agribusiness's power as is. Patented bacteria, which are central to any kind of probiotic turn in industrial agribusiness, raise concerns over who owns these life forms, echoing similar questions regarding the black boxing of technology rampant in the race toward alternative meat. The considerable issues raised by the intersection of capital, biotechnology, and information also bring to the foray the ways in which American big ag is also considered to be big tech and data companies. Discussions of trace minerals that might aid in growth promotions such as copper are also implicated in the intensification of colonial mining practices in Latin America and Africa. Lastly, concerns over AMR and quick attempts to move beyond antibiotic reliance are also haunted by the historical and colonial roots that helped contribute to a global antibiotic infrastructure. The exportation of Anglo-American antibiotics to locations in Africa, Latin America, and Southeast Asia through U.S. developmental politics, pharmaceutical peddling, Western antibiotic plant franchises, and widespread marketing in the 20th century. New Metabolic Frontiers and Their Discontents This blog post detailed how hype, imaginations, and promises over the industrial animal microbiome circulate in industrial agritech circles. Such images, claims, and examples drive home the point that the industrial animal, meta- that the industrial animal metabolism and the probiotic natural patented tools designed to optimize it is considered to be a profitable next frontier. Yet the complexities of the microbiome exceed the attempts at which to control it. While these industry claims insist on the evidence that nature-based methods of farming prove to be a more effective way of growing industrial animals, it is too soon to see how these emerging claims will play out regarding the political concerns outlined above. There is no overarching consensus among the scientists I spoke with regarding what tools to best use. 
Some scientists speculated waiting for a silver bullet and would continue to experiment with combinations of therapies until it arrived. Others recognized that there was no such thing and instead put energy toward maximizing the effects from different groupings of peptides, bacteria, and enzymes. One interpretation of these examples could reflect what Alex Blanchett has incisively noted as the creative desperation involved in keeping the massive, fragile system of industrial agribusiness in existence. Several times I heard mention of trying to overcome the plateau regarding poultry hatchability rates, and even overheard one industry member bemoan to another that innovation was slowing in the poultry sector as compared to other agricultural sectors. Behind this hype rests the attempts to continuously solve, with technology and ever more razor-thin margins, the problems that global capitalism and industrial agribusiness continue to sow. As a result, it could be one of the many reasons in which fantasies of the microbiome carry the capacity to become all, and therefore nothing at the same time. Within industrial agritech and agribusiness spaces, these promises generate a proliferation of a set of claims that attempt to manage the inherited capital ills within tenuous ecosystems. The optimism over emerging claims of nature-based methods of industrial farming thus represents a critical case study in a larger context of human and non-human microbial relations, and the ways in which such relations may break or reproduce existing structures of power. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.